Well, happy Mother's Day and Mother's Week. We're so grateful for all the mums, mentors, bonus mums, aunts, nanas, mother figures out there. We celebrate you. And on today's show, host Melinda and a panel of guests talk about how they are becoming like their mom, their mom's favorite verses, and encouragement to mums struggling today. That's coming up right now. Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and I'm glad you've joined us. And thanks, Kelvin, for that introduction, because yes, we celebrate all mom figures today. Thank you, moms, for all that you are doing. And today, we're talking about our moms, and thankful that I have some great women who are very familiar to See Here Love to chat with about our moms, really a tribute show to our moms today. So first up, Cheryl Nemhard, co-host and social justice advocate, podcaster, author, and speaker. Welcome, Cheryl. Good to have you with hey us. Hey guys, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Thanks Cheryl. Joanna LaFleur, our See Her Love Bible teacher, podcaster, and I like to call her a digital communications maven. Welcome Joanna. <laughs> Hello everyone. It's good to have you here. And I see with your Pearl the pug in the background, there she is. Ah, oh, Pearl. Yes, the dog is making an <laughs> appearance today on the show. That's First amazing. baby appearance. <laughs> And Miranda, pastor at the Village Church in Surrey, British Columbia, leadership expert, Bible teacher, and speaker. Welcome, Anne. Hi, Melinda. Hi, everyone. It's good to have you with us. And finally, Brooke Nichols, a new mama to Shiloh. Yay, Brooke. Juno-nominated worship leader and songwriter and author. Brooke, let's just start off. What's it like to be a new mom? Oh, my word. I don't even know where to begin, but... Um... You know what? I actually, as tired as I am, I live on coffee and Jesus. Um, I love it. <laughs> I well, really love it. It's amazing. You look great. You look great Thanks. today. Thanks. All right. Well, we're talking about our moms, and I wanted to start off with this question. I think it's great for all of us to answer. What is one characteristic or trait that you just love about your mom? Cheryl, let's start with you. Oh, um, I love her inner strength. Um, my mom is one of those people that uh, no matter what I ask her, no matter how she's feeling, she's always fine. Um, and and she's a brave face trying to think about others. And I just love that that inner resolve. And I try to emulate that as much as I can. I love that inner resolve. That's good. And for you, what you love about your mom. Yeah, my mom loves people so much she loves people so much and so she serves a lot in the community whether that's the soup kitchen or providing meals for an elderly couple or this last week we went and taught a class for teenagers it's all about people and food people and food perfect combination i love that thanks ann brooke what about you what do you love about your mom a characteristic or trait that you just love about her yeah, my mom is very compassionate. Um, if I think back to my childhood, there wasn't um, a Thanksgiving, an Easter, or a Christmas that went by where our table wasn't filled with people that wouldn't have had a meal otherwise. And um, yeah, as a kid, I always like wondered what that was all about. And as I've you know grown into an adult, I'm just like so thankful that she paved the way and showed me what it looked like to be like really compassionate and like be the hands and feet of Jesus. I love that. A lot of this I'm hearing is like food 
and people. <laughs> there is a running theme, I see. Joanna, for you, for your mom, characteristic and trait. My mom is so confident. I think that's where I got confidence from as a woman. I think so many are insecure and unsure of themselves, but she's she knows who she is in Christ, and she walks into a room to love other people and not think about herself much um, because of that, and that's affected my life in significant ways. Beautiful, this confidence, and I love that. I think for me, for my mom, uh, I love the way that she serves people. So my mom knits toques for babies and toddlers uh, in Lebanon, Syria, Albania. She knits the best toques, she makes the best pierogies, and everything is about you know kids, her grandkids and other people, and mentoring young women. All my life, my mom has mentored young women, and so maybe that's where, probably where I get that, mentoring young women who don't have a mother figure or don't have moms, but she's always been mentoring. And so as I listen to all of us, and I know you guys, I see a lot of the mom in you this inner resolve, the serving, the people, the confidence, the food, the bringing people together. So it's beautiful to see what our moms and how our moms have influenced us today. That's, that's, I love it. All right, this is a fun question and a serious question, but how are you becoming like your mom? Is there a mannerism or thing you say or that she does that you can't believe you do now? So, serious or fun, Brooke, you're laughing. I want to start with you. What is something that you do that you're like, oh my goodness, I'm becoming like my mom? Okay, well, there's two things. So I noticed at Christmas time that I walk around the house going, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I'll pick something up and I'll go, okay. My mom does it. <laughs> and I noticed her doing it and me doing it. I was like, oh, oh my word. And then the second thing is, is every time I put on like running shoes, Steve says, okay, Diane, let's go for a walk because apparently I, I walk like my mom. <laughs> it's just so funny, hey? Yeah, like in your older age, you're like, oh my goodness, I am my mother. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. So you walk like your mom and you say, okay, 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 around the house like your mom. Those are great. Cheryl, for you, how are you becoming like your mom? Well, so there's two things. I, I thought about this and I was, I'm highly embarrassed, but here we go. Uh, Tupperware has become my best friend. Um, everything is going in Tupperware. I used to open my fridge when I was a child and be mortified. Everything was in bags and plastic something containers. And now I'm doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so everybody calls me grandma here in the house. And the other thing is I started talking to myself. <laughs> I haven't answered yet, <laughs> but I'm like processing the day apparently. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of like what Brooke was saying, but I'm like, okay, I've got to do that. Oh, I got to get that. Done. Why didn't I do that? What, what was, I was just there. And so we were like, who are you? <laughs> Full conversation. I love that. Talking to <laughs> ourselves like our mothers do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And for you, how are you becoming like your mom? Yeah. So my mom has like a remedy for everything that is vinegar. Like everything is like, okay, you want to clean, we're going to use vinegar. You feel sick. Okay. Gargle with vinegar. Okay. Something, uh, <laughs> I've been brainwashed. And so if something happens, I'm like, all right, let's use some vinegar. That's so awesome. So vinegar, like mom. vinegar and you sound like your mom. Okay. That's awesome. That's fantastic. All right, Joanna, how are you becoming like your mom? The first thing I thought of is that my mom has always felt like expiration date expiration dates are optional. 
And I, and so like people come into her house, like our family will like check to make sure the salad dressing or whatever is like not two years old. Um, I mean, maybe that's, maybe I'm outing her, but the point is that I am now doing the same thing because I've realized that the food is fine and we can eat it. Um, the second thing is talking to strangers in everywhere and strangers. It should be noted that don't necessarily want to talk to you in lines at grocery stores, like out on the street. That's amazing. Okay, so these are hilarious. Some of these, I'm like, I that's like me and my mom. But the two that I, and again, it's like outing your mom. I hope my mom doesn't get upset. But I have become my mom in the car when Chris drives. I have become the backseat driver that probably people don't want to have. I have put my foot on the brake in the passenger side. I have done the dramatic on the dashboard. Now, mom, I'm not outing you, but there have been times I have seen my mom do that to my dad as he drives. And so I have done that and, my, and Chris will look over at me and go, Diane, I've got the wheel, you're not driving. So I've noticed that. And the second thing I've noticed is my mom loved to say these little like cliche lines and I've knowing like I've noticed I doing that too. Like, hey kids, bloom where you're planted. Like all of these little lines that my mom used to say, I am now saying this. And now Nathan and Sophie are like, really? Bloom where you're planted or murder, you know, make a decision and murder all the alternatives. Like it's exactly my mom in the sayings that I would roll my eyes at, I am now saying to Chris and the kids. So the funny part though, you guys, is even though these are funny, it does sort of bring part of our mom with us in our home, in our lives. And it's, it's, it's amazing how their influence can really influence us as women um, today. All right, well, thanks panel. Don't go anywhere because we're gonna be right back because when we come back, we're gonna be talking about our mom's favorite verses and encouragement to moms who are struggling today. But now let's go to Angie Peters as she concludes her monthly segment, Bystander No More with how to practically help the poor and marginalized today. And if you haven't ordered our new See Here Love book, always know, here's how you can. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Good job. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. From the host of See, Here Love, Melinda Estabrooks and 50 of her guests and friends comes the book, Always Know, full of stories of lives that are inspiring, wise, and life-changing. God hears you. He hears your prayers. He hears the longing for connection. He hears the cries of pain that you're experiencing, and He loves you deeply. This month, with your ministry gift of $25 or more, or when you become a new monthly donor, request your copy of Always Know. It is a collection of stories to help you today in the things that you're struggling with, the things that you are confronted with. And I know that these stories will encourage you. Call 1-800-265-3100 or visit seeherelove.com slash always know and request your copy. See Here Love is where you are. Find our hopeful and inspiring faith stories on your favorite platform and encouraging content daily on Instagram and Facebook. To learn more and stay updated, sign up for our newsletter on seeherelove.com. 
I'm Linda. This final segment, I want to talk about the key barrier to moving out of poverty, and that is employment, because it goes without reason to know that you need income to move out of out of uh, poverty, and that comes through employment. Well, recently, just so you know, in addition to the people who were already experiencing difficulty finding employment before the pandemic, it was published lately in the Globe and Mail, the stats, that that number has gone up dramatically. Over 791,000 people are now also unemployed as a result of the pandemic, and two-thirds of those people are women and they are all low income. So the problem has been um, exacerbated within that population that was already struggling due to the pandemic. So there's well over a million people who are looking for jobs. And the question is, how can we help them? How can we be their neighbor, as in the parable of the Good Samaritan? What is it that we have to give to help individuals who are going to be looking for employment? And there really is a lot. When you think about it, this is one of the easiest buckets to pick up because likely someone has helped you find employment in the past, or you may have already helped several people find employment. So it's really just a matter of thinking about, well, maybe how do I help them develop a, a, a clarity on their career goals, what their requirements will be for education, get volunteering so they start to get connections and relationships. Um, open up my network, maybe they're already fully qualified and I just need to help them navigate my, uh, and find a, a job. Um, educate them about my industry because maybe they want to get into my industry and they're new to the country. How do I help them uh, find a role within my industry and how does my industry work? So many things that we can do and they're easy. And so this is my prayer and I invite you to pray it with me. I pray that over the next year we, we, the church, a million of us across this country will choose to help one person on their journey to meaningful employment. If we did that, we would help a million people, one to one. And I think we can do that. And as we close out this season and this segment in particular, it's been such a privilege to share with you some practical ideas about how we can help people move out of poverty, just giving what we have to give in our everyday lives. And I pray that you've found your bucket and that you will be blessed abundantly and richly for picking it up and sharing. Blessings. My name is Frédéric and I am a graduate student at Tyndale University. I also happen to be working with their amazing admissions team as a student admission representative. If I were to say the greatest lesson that my mom has ever taught me, it would be that hospitality is fundamental to human connection. This is not a lesson that she necessarily said, but it is a lesson that she did. It is something that I had seen her and I have seen her do almost every single day of my life. And it is particularly in the attention that she pays to people as she welcomes them, as she opens her heart to, um, to just listen to stories and find the ways in which everyone is just so unique um, to just even serve them better. And it is something that I love. It is something that I admire. And it is something that I too want to live out daily, if not in full, um, just a half of what she has done, I think would be enough to make this world a better place. Right, we're back with Cheryl, Joanna, Brooke, and Anne talking about our moms. We had some fun earlier and now a little bit more serious as we talk about our mom's favorite verse and 
why. Cheryl, for you, your mom's favorite verse, and why does she love that verse so much? Yeah, so you know, this one really, it really gives me goosebumps because she, she's been saying this all her life, but as she's getting now much older and, uh, and it, it, you know, elderly, this is really hitting home as she says it to us every holiday. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16 to 18. Mm. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasted, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Amen. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. Beautiful. Thanks, Cheryl. And thank your mom for that verse today. And for you, your mom's favorite verse and why. Yeah, she, uh, as I asked her this question, I, she said it changed throughout her lifetime. And in this season, it's the sto- a story, actually. It's Luke 21, verse 1 to 4. And it's the widow who gives her two coins. And the Lord just honors that and says she, she's given everything that she has. And so when I asked her, why do you love that so much? Well, she is the widow now. My dad passed away nine years ago. And she says, I give all that I can um, in my service to the Lord. And I think that he really, I, it makes him smile. It's encouraging. I didn't see the context in that story, but in then hearing what you're saying, Anne, it makes so much sense, that connection. Beautiful. Please thank your mom as well for the verse. Joanna, your mom's favorite verse and why? Well, I talked about her confidence and how much I love it and how I think I got some of that from her. And, and it's funny because she told me her favorite verse, Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Jesus. Mm. And so, I mean, that's where her confidence comes from, that God isn't finished with her yet, that in her 70s now, uh, he's still working on her, still changing her, still using her and will continue Uh, until the very end. He's got her. Confidence. I love that. And thank your mom too. A a big supporter uh, and fan of us and you, Joanna, uh, right from the beginning on See, Here Love. Brooke, your mom's favorite verse. Yeah. She, uh, when I asked her, she told me Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. And uh, it's funny when I, when I thought about what my mom's favorite verse might be, that's the one that I thought of. And I don't know why Uh, And she, she, she said that to me. And I said, mom, like, why is that one your favorite verse? And she said, well, like what confidence we have, like when we trust in the Lord, like he's there for us going before us, he's making our paths straight. And I think that my mom would probably say out of all the things she lacks actually a little bit of confidence in herself. So to hear her say that, you know, when she trusts in the Lord, like she has confidence. And so I don't know, it's just really encouraging to me. Beautiful. And thank your mom, please, Brooke, too. That's wonderful. When I phoned my mom, I actually had an emotional moment when I asked her, mom, what's your favorite verse? And she says it's Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. 
Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. And I got emotional, I might even get emotional now, because my mom, almost 81 years old, said why that verse is so meaningful is that every day is a gift for her at this season of life. That in spite of her health issues, she is grateful for her life, her family, and all the opportunities. I mean, she was a missionary in the Philippines and Singapore, traveled to so many countries around the world, meeting so many people, making life friends. And she said, and adopting me, which I'm like, of course, that's the highlight of your life, mom, right? But she said, God has been faithful to her. Great is his faithfulness. I am grateful. Thank you for reaching out to your moms and getting their verse, because I, I know that these verses will encourage those that are listening today. Well, I want to finish off with this question. Your encouragement to moms that are struggling today, and we get that, demands of life and kids, or women who want to be mothers. And what would you say to a mom struggling today or a woman who is desperately wanting to be a mom, what would be your encouragement? Yeah, I guess I'm gonna take a little spin off on this one, Mel, and talk to those that have been moms, like spiritual moms, because I didn't necessarily have that guidance in my own life. And there was a bunch of spiritual moms that came around me to pour into me and raise me up as a believer. And I just want to shout out to those godmothers, like real godmothers that took the time to those coffee dates to mentor me, to teach me how to read the word though. Those people, if you're those people listening in today, like praise God for you because the work that you're doing, they may not be not yet your biological mm -hmm. kids, but your spiritual kids matter. And so that, I think that's the encouragement that I would love to leave that just, I almost like adopt someone spiritually mm -hmm. to take under your wing, to pour into because that has eternal impact. I love that. Anne. That's, that's amazing. It's a good reminder. Brooke, for you, your encouragement to a mom struggling? Yeah, well, now that I am a mom, I understand what it um, feels like to wake up and feel um, not enough, maybe inadequate. Um, mom guilt, those are all real feelings. And um, I've personally had to submit those feelings to the Lord and just say like, okay, I'm, I'm only human. I'm not meant to be perfect. I'm not meant to get it right all the time. And uh, so I want to say that to a struggling mom, maybe a new mom, a young mom, any mom, uh, you're not meant to be perfect. Um, there's grace for every single morning that you wake up. His mercies are new every day. Mm -hmm. And so just to lean into that and to like give that mom guilt and all those feelings of inadequacy, like to him, um, I know it's easier said than done. You know, I wake up some days and I'm like, oh man, like all the things that I did wrong or all the feelings that I'm feeling that um, I shouldn't feel. Um, yeah, God is with you. There's grace and every day is a new day. And so just surrender all those feelings to the Lord. That's good. Thanks, Brooke. Joanna, for you, for a woman who wants to be a mom or a mom struggling today, what would be your encouragement to them? First, the feeling, the pain uh, is so real. Uh, so many of my peers are, are wrestling through this at this age of our life if they want to be moms and can't be or aren't. Um, the Lord hears you. He cares for you. Um, he hasn't missed a single prayer, a single tear, um, a single worry that you wonder about this part of your life. Um, and there's so many stories in scripture that prove his attention is upon you, the woman without children. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he cares for you. The second thing is, as much as that pain is for you, um, if we can move beyond ourselves, there are many, many children who are desperate for moms, who are desperate for spiritual moms, mm-hmm. um, who are desperate for adoptive mothers or foster mothers or just women to care for them. And so mm-hmm. uh, I pray for you that that you could actually move beyond your own pain long enough to see the pain of someone else and meet them there uh, because your pain, I think, will be healed as you serve others. Beautiful, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. That is so meaningful and powerful for those that are struggling today. And Cheryl, let's end off with you, your encouragement uh, to moms or women who long to be a mom today. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking of two groups. And the first is a stay-at-home mom. I just want to let you know that you're doing the most important job on the planet mm. and that uh, it is meaningful work. And, you know, sometimes in this life that we live in, we look around and it seems like we are stuck and we're missing out. And I just want to know that God honors what you're doing. It is planting seeds. You are shaping the future. You are literally shaping the future. So it is it is it is such meaningful honoring work. And so we honor every stay at home mom. And then I felt really impressed to talk to the mother who has lost her child or children, uh, where every Mother's Day feels like a nightmare all over again. I just want to read two verses to you. Um, And I want to echo what Joanna said in her first moment of, of God being so close to us in these times of, of pain. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Wow, I feel that. Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. You will always be a mom. Trust that God is with you in these most hard moments. He is holding you. You can offload. You can scream. You can cry. He is there to carry it all, to love you through it, to comfort you. And we surround you with love and prayer. Mm. Thank you, Cheryl. Powerful. Well, thank you, Anne, Joanna, Brooke, and Cheryl for sharing your thoughts, your fun thoughts about mom, uh, your deep, thoughtful, and serious thoughts about mom, and your encouragement today. I honor you and thank you so much for your thoughts and presence with us on the show. Well, now let's go to the good word where my mom, Diane Estabrooks, will be sharing many ways to be a mom and mother figure sharing the scripture from Matthew 12, 50, from the good word. Way to go, mom. Thanks, Melinda. Our good word for today is from Matthew 12, 50, where Jesus says, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus' mother and younger brothers were looking for him that day. He took the moment to expand our understanding of priority relationships. Mary was blessed to be the mother of Jesus, and on the cross, he asked his closest disciple, John, to care for her. I have been blessed to be the mother of three children, Tim, Tanya, and Melinda. I love them very much, and I'm so proud of each one of them. We all had a mother, the mother who birthed us, perhaps an adoptive mother or a foster mother, or a mentor who gave us advice when we needed it, or maybe even a dear motherly friend we would go to with our problems. I had a wonderful, loving, caring mother who was a very busy woman because growing up, we lived and worked hard on a farm in Beamsville and later in a restaurant in Thunder Bay. 
I learned my work ethic from those days. I also had a spiritual mentor in my teen years. She was not able to have her own children, but she had a tremendous godly influence on me and many others in our church youth group. So there are many ways you can be a mother besides birthing a baby. You can mentor a young person who needs that extra loving input into their lives. Or you can sponsor a child through a Christian organization. Or you can adopt. Or you can foster. Or you can simply be a godly, motherly influence in another person's life. Ask God to help you be that person, and He will bless you in a beautiful way. And remember the words of our Savior, Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Well, thanks to our Mother's Day panel with Cheryl, Joanna, Ann, and Brooke, to Angie Peters, and my mom, adoptive mom, Diane Esterbrooks, for a great show, a tribute to our moms and mother figures everywhere. And if I can take one lesson from my adoptive mom, it would be this. I want to have a real and honest relationship with God, not showy, not grandstanding, fully trusting him with my life, like my mom has done all her life, leaving Canada to live in the Philippines and Singapore, teaching ESL, serving well and loving deeply those she comes into contact with every day. That's what I want to be, and I hope I'm doing that today. Well, for more information about our panel, for resources and blogs, head on over to seeherelove.com. And if you're a mom who is struggling today, or you are longing to be a mom, know that you're not alone, that today is not your forever, and know this promise always, that you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.